Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't You don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why are you grabbing a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike I'm not. Yes, you and are. the Bulldog. No, on WGR Sports Radio 550. Don't mind me. I'm just over here tilting because the Lions have waived their kicker. Don't mind me. You spend every waking hour trying to cover every base with your lineups for when you get to the final three weeks of the season and there are no more moves you're allowed to make. And I just have all these teams with the kicker of the Lions, who didn't play last week either. I don't know if he was just bad or... What what happened there? That's on me. That's on me. I should have known. Yeah. Should have known rostering Riley Patterson on a team that was really good and everything seemed to be fine was a bad decision. <sighs> on the line is the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports betting insider Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app and be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. As I mentioned to Bulldog and everyone listening earlier, we got a feel for what Trista exasperated looks and sounds like on, on Friday night on uh, this show, BetMGM Tonight. Oh, we all, we've all got a pretty good feel for that. She talks yeah. about her mom enough. Yeah, we, we've, <laughs> we've witnessed exasperated Trista on this show, too. That's right. We, we know what that's We like. love it. We love her. I usually don't walk off in the middle of this hit, though. That was just, you got to see the beginning, middle, and end of it, too. You yes. were there a lot where I was pretty convinced that the bet had hit. Jaden Ivey, under 10.5 points, was the last leg. He's a bum. Detroit is terrible. They're down 40. He's not in the game. Marcus Sasser's in the game. And then all of a sudden, as Shope is giving this incredibly insightful, detail-oriented X's and O's answer, I am watching Jaden Ivey in transition get fouled to score his 11th point. 
And that's when I about lost it. Nick was very tickled pink about it because he thought I smited the betting gods and that I brought the whole thing on myself. My power of a mush continues to grow stronger and stronger by the day. I think by next year I might be the mush Thanos. The, the, this sort of thing happening on your show uh, as the show is unfolding live must be good for the show, right? Like you, you guys giving it to each other on on near misses, bad beats, has to be good for the for the brand, right? I think they enjoy it. I would like more free bets because it is my money that I. <laughs> I'm glad that someone is benefiting, but not my pocketbook. No, no, not one bit. You know who actually increased my pocketbook though is the Bills. What did I say? It's going to be a route. I told you, show it's not going to be close. My Cowboys are frauds. Your team is on the up and up. Exciting stuff. Plus 700 to win the AFC. We could have gotten a better number a couple of weeks ago, but we've been talking about it week after week after week. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited to talk about that with you. I do want to say, though, to Bulldog's question before we move on from that, it's totally got to be good for, you know, your, your, uh, whoever yeah. you answer to over there. If there is someone, uh, I'm sure, loves that sort of moment. I listened to a friend of mine, Davis Maddock, on SportsGrid, and he and two friends do a weekly roundup of their DFS action, Trista. And like last week was their worst week of the year, and he, he starts his show with, it's the week you've all been waiting for. We all got beat. And it's just like, yes, I totally relate to that. I want to hear about all their you know, decisions that didn't work out and everything. So, and I love the guy. Like, it's not about, it's not personal like that. Right. I, I'd be rooting for you, but there's something, there's something funny. I know, I, is that, I, that I, this might offend you. There's something funny about that happening. Uh, oh, I don't know if it makes you I relatable think, or. Uh, yeah, I think my value in general to this company comes from the fact that my pain is uh, very difficult to, to conceal. My emotions, being a video sh- a show as well as a radio show, I think that they love that. The emoting, the the jacket over my face, the <laughs> putting a wet paper straw, slapping it across my skin, just anything to make me feel anything other than misery. I think they like that. I think they like it when I finally come back and I cut a promo, uh, a WWE I'm back promo, and that's what I thought I was doing when you were on the show. I'm back. Ah. <sighs> I'm back, and I was not back at all, which I think to many people is what keeps me employed. I, I, I for one, find the creativity that someone talented like yourself uh, can bring out of the misery is that's the draw for me. I just, I just, <laughs> I, 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 I just, lo- I just love that. I, I love it. Yeah, good job, good job. <laughs> Thank you. So let's, you know. That's a that's a story about a tough beat. In terms of the Bills, Trista, like if you held on to the line all year, right from week one where they lose improbably to the Zach Wilson-led Jets in primetime, if you held on to the line like, nope, I know they're good, nope, I know they're good, and kind of essentially doubled down every time they lost one of those stupid games in the middle, which you, like, again, I know they're good, yes, this is bad, I know they're good, you would be an amazing in an amazing position right now for them. I don't know if there's any value left, but I know a number of times this year in our conversations, like, you know, if you like them, don't bet the game, bet the futures. Right. Yep. And you could continue as the, as the downspin 
continued, which was, I think, the moment when the lowest moment was when you guys said, are you sure the Bills are going to make the playoffs? <laughs> I know you're confident, but, like, are you still confident now? And the answer, the low point, obviously, was the Broncos game. I think everybody kind of knew that it had reached. The James Cook benching, I asked you about that uh, on, what was it, Friday night mm-hmm. show. That, I thought, was the most ridiculous, petty, like, what we do not want in football where James Cook's clearly good, he makes a mistake, and really you're spiting him because you decided not to defer and he fumbles on the first play. Like, that's on you. Yeah, it sucks to fumble, but do you think that giving him the stick and pushing his nose into the carpet after he makes a mistake, like he's a a golden retriever puppy, do you think that's the best way to teach him a lesson? I don't. I thought that that was highly toxic behavior. I don't know if that was McDermott, uh, but all I can say is now we are getting the James Cook that we all thought he was after a firing. So that was key. But, yeah, I think along the way, if you would have bought in on the Bills after that Broncos loss, man, you probably and continue to do it every time that they spiral down. Yeah, you, you would have a lot of tickets and some good money. I think the the best number was what, plus eighteen hundred to go to win to the, the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, to win mm-hmm. to win the Super Bowl. What was it? Plus twenty two hundred mm-hmm. and plus eleven hundred to win the AFC? Something like that. Um, I think it even got yeah, higher than that before they played the Eagles. I, I think yeah, I think my, I remember something in the thirties, like thirty two, thirty seven hundred. Something like that. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. Maybe maybe it was thirty-three to one, and we talked about it. And I said they're yeah. beating me. Right. Yeah. Because I said if you if you it like them to win this game, you should take them to to win the Super Bowl right now because it's never well, going to yeah. be this good again. Right. And it was a tough loss, I think. And we said this maybe last week, but I think every loss that the Bills have had has been a fluky, weird loss. Jets, Jags, Dolphins, Eagles. All very tough. The other two, maybe not so much. But, like, those are the ones that stick out in my mind mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, wow, that you really should have won that game. It's almost true of them for three years running. Like, Miami is last year. It's almost true of them for three years running. W- one of us should say that, uh, get to, the, to the lesson we learned ten minutes ago, you can't cash these tickets yet. Right. You right. haven't won anything you yet. Can't, You've been backing no. you, the bills. You haven't won anything you yet. Can't, you, haven't, you can't go to the window yet, Trista. Like, you have to sort of <laughs> recognize that. But, yeah, it looks, uh, looks pretty good. Trista Crick with us on the West Her Hotline. So what do, you, what do you suppose happened to your Cowboys? Was it illness? Was it they're just the Cowboys reverting to form after the big narrative buster against the Eagles the previous week? Like, what? What went, what was it cold? It wasn't even that cold. I mean, what went wrong? Yeah, I think it was like a confluence of things. The stomach bug definitely doesn't help, right? That's not good. You got a bunch of guys, pretty much all the position players that you know their names, you know, then you know them by their first name basis. They were all battling something. That was, that was obviously tough. That's what I think contributed to the route. In terms of the loss, that was always going to happen. Like I think that was that was always setting up. You beat the Eagles, you beat the s out of them, right? And like you're riding high, Dak's leading for MVP. You know he's got well, he's minus one fifty to win the whole thing, and everybody's like, oh, the Cowboys are back. 
you go into Buffalo, Buffalo scoring, what, like on average of 30-something points since the firing. I know the game against the Chiefs was low scoring, but other than that, it's been awesome. And you say to yourself, like, it's a game in Buffalo, and it's a, a lazy narrative to say that Buffalo was a must-win. But that was a statement game. That was a not a must-win for the playoffs, a must-win for, oh, we're back. We are effing back, baby. Like, we're beating the crap out of these NFC teams that you think are good. So I think that the Cowboys just got a little bit too big for their britches. Like, that happens all the time. As soon as the Cowboys are finally seen as respectable contenders, in the next one or two weeks, depending on their opponent, the next time they face a good opponent on the road, they will lose. Well, do you like them to bounce back this week in Miami? That is this week, isn't it? Man, I don't know what to make of that matchup because they're like the same team to me. Is Tyreek going to play? Are the corners for the Dolphins going to play? I think they've got offensive linemen that are dinged. Obviously, the Connor Williams injury was for the year, but they've got multiple dudes in key positions, not only in the trenches, on the back end, and the guy who could legitimately win or at least like be in the mix for MVP and Tyreek Hill. If all of those things are missing for the Dolphins, I some I kind of like the Cowboys as underdogs, but I'm gonna need to wait and see. Those those two teams are like mirror images of each other. We all like their their high flying offense. They've got all these weapons, uh, and then they they play against a good team and they're paper tigers. They just fold like lawn chairs. So it's the it's the fraud bowl. That's what we're calling it on the mm. BetMGM tonight. So mm. The fraud bowl. Are we sure that isn't one of the actual bowls? It might be. Yesterday we had toasted nuts or something. It might the be toaster, a bo- toastery. Yeah. Famous toastery. Famous toastery. That was it. That's it. The Terminix Fraud Bowl. The Terminix Fraud Bowl. <laughs> Some sort of a home security <laughs> device company. Um, that, or you know, you got to be careful with it, oh, but it's know, has potential. Like, uh, what's that? What's that company? The um, the ones on was it Norton? The Norton shirt sure. antivirus. Yes, yes. Yep. right. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to get invited though. Um, no. it's it's been a fun year with the MVP award. The odds continue to be interesting there. Brock Purdy at the moment, Allen still in it, the fourth choice as of yesterday, or tied for that. And then Hertz went and lost. Uh, he was tied with Hertz before that game. Coach of the year. I am kind of taken in by some of the coach of the year discourse right now and and much of it is okay Shane Steichen is the favorite like all right I get it he was good with the Eagles and the Colts are in the, they're eight and six without their without Richardson if you want but one somebody I follow on Twitter yesterday Trista said do we even know if he's good like how about Kyle Shanahan right whose teams right I mean whose teams are always amazing and they sort of confound the critics like how do they just have wide open players all the time and so I'm not I'm not being original here, but I'm totally with the the point that we don't need to give the coach of the year award to whoever's team was the most better than we expected. Like, how about who we think is the best? Yeah, I mean it's tough to give the award to Kyle Shanahan, and it will always be tough because he has so many weapons. You've got D- – and maybe that's his coaching that has turned Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel into and Brock Purdy uh, into legit dudes. 
But we know CMC what he was before he got to this team. Even though he was injury prone, he was that guy, right? And you know Trent Daddy, T-Dubs, was that guy. Like one of the best offensive linemen, if not the best offensive linemen in the league. So he's got an artillery of dudes that makes it very difficult to want to give him the the award. It's kind of like the award is who can do the most with the least. Like I think that's really what it is. And D'Amico Ryans, to me, is doing the most with the least. Is is C.J. Stroud, and I know he's good, and he's really good, but is C.J. Stroud this good in Carolina? I don't think so. I think that's D'Amico Ryans. Are the Texans this good without D'Amico Ryans? No, because they didn't change that many pieces to their defense, and their defense has a top-five pass rush win rate. We know that they have some issues defensively on the back end, but Derek Stingley Jr. has looked really good. You know, they're finding ways to make guys like Tank Dell, Noah Brown, and and Nico Collins, the ghost of Robert Woods, into legit players like Devin Singletary. So, like, these are guys who have been fantasy gods this year, and I think that's D'Amico Ryan as a defensive guy coming in and transforming this team. And, and to a degree, Shane Steichen has done – something similar and that's why the Colts and him are you know exciting teams and that's why Shane Sykin's like I think he's three to one Dan Campbell's still plus 275 so he's actually leading the club out but again we've talked about this before I think Dan Campbell should have won it last year when the Lions were supposed to win three four games and in the back half of the season started really competing and doing a lot with a defense that was pretty atrocious in the first half of the season, but that's probably why I like D'Amico Ryan uh, the most. The poor 49ers just can't, they just can't get any love. The players get discredited because of the coach. The coach gets discredited because of the players. Like I just, where do you turn? And they're, they're maybe the best team in the league. There's really nowhere, nowhere to go. Uh, I kind of like if another, uh, another like sneaky one, I don't think, He'll win it, and I get why it's twenty. He's twenty to one, but like, say if the Bengals without Joe Burrow go on a run, they find a way to sneak into the playoffs. Maybe they, I think they play the Chiefs next uh, week, two weeks from now. Right? Yeah, next week. Yeah. So right. say they beat the Chiefs with Jake Browning and that thin, abysmal defense without Jesse Bates. Does he shoot up the boards? Like, if they go on a little run, he's 20 to 1. What Zach Taylor is doing right now is very impressive. I just think, with due respect, we should have learned the lesson last year with Brian Dable that hockey makes this mistake all the time, too. Like, you have these sort of lucky teams. Sorry? Tom Thibodeau two years ago. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know that example, but sure. Like, you have these lucky teams that that get in. Especially, to your point on Houston, like if it's it helps if it's a team that we're not used to seeing win, you know, like a team that has historically kind of been a loser. Oh, that's that's amazing! How did you get this team to, to the playoffs? It's kind of funny that McDermott hasn't come closer to winning this award yet, given that point. But and here are the Giants this year, same coach, right? He's had injuries. He lost Daniel Jones. People didn't even like Daniel Jones, and now they're just like almost the worst. So it's a good it's a good debate. It's a good debate. Sustained greatness is tough, too. You can have 
a great year because you come in and you're a flash in the pan or you're brand new to the scene and you have new weapons and a new scheme and nobody really knows what to expect. Then in year two, you come in and now people kind of know what tricks you're up to. And I think part of that with Daniel Jones, we kind of had teams figuring out the Giants in addition, obviously, to the injuries that they've had. And that's what makes, you know, Sean McDermott, Kyle Shanahan, uh, John Harbaugh, guys that you can count on. They'll never win Coach of the Year because they're just too good. Sustained greatness. Yep, I think that's right. All right, Trista, it's been a pleasure. Slow horses on tonight, midnight. I saw some people on Twitter. Okay, midnight, yeah, Wednesday. Midnight, I stay up for it, boy. I can't wait. I'm like an addict. Look at you. Sorry, I'll wait, I'll what, wait till tomorrow. What is on tonight? Slow Horses. Slow horses. Oh, Slow Horses. Okay. The show, the Apple TV series that we talked about last week. Right. Merry also, Christmas, Trista. Guys, sorry, one more thing. Do you guys have a heart out? Nope. Okay. Reacher. Utterly ridiculous. The TV show. Uh-huh. Utterly ridiculous. The guy from Blue Mountain State. He's just bigger than everyone. And he's like one part MacGyver, one part Sherlock Holmes, one part. <laughs> like HGH, like muscle man, and he's just mowing people down. Such a fun popcorn, cotton candy show. Binge-worthy. Two seasons. Not a hard out. It's sale next. All right. Well, I don't mean to cr- crouch, uh, you know, cramp sale style. Tell him I said what's up. Merry Christmas, Trista. Merry Christmas, boys. Talk to you next week. Trista Crick, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Sal next, the latest on the injury report and the potential return of Daquan Jones. We will get into that after sports. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.